Blog Talk Radio. Today is Saturday, August 26, 2017, and this is The Secret Math of Money, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and today we're going to discuss the things that you should have learned or should have been taught in high school but weren't. For everybody on Facebook, I apologize that I couldn't do this live. I'm having some weird internet connection issues at home, so I couldn't do it live. But I'll be posting this video. Well, if you're seeing this video on Facebook, you know I posted it. But let's get to today's show. The topic is money works the same for everyone. What does that what does that mean? Um You see a lot of workshops. One thing I've seen a lot of in, in different areas, workshops with titles such as financial tips for kids or financial tips for women or financial tips for men or millennials, and et cetera. And while there may be different recommendations based on, you know, where somebody is in life, the fact is money works the same for everyone. Um, you know, it's it's marketing, and and you know, I'm not bashing that, but that's really what it is. It's marketing. It's a way of gearing your 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 message for a certain audience. Um, but don't lose fact lose don't lose sight of the idea that money simply works one way. Uh, I've seen workshops. You know, they say you know. Um, Money tips, money moves for black people, for African Americans, for Latino Americans. The basic math rules of money don't change. Okay, so if you get invited to one of these workshops, I'm not saying don't go, but I'm saying don't get this idea in your head that if you're black or if you're Latino, if you're Asian or whatever, versus if you're white, or that money works differently. Money is about, um, you know, your your money mind, as I call it, is it, it's mental. Okay, you know, if you're doing a budget, if you're trying to write a budget. It's not you can put anything on paper, you can put anything you want on paper. It's not about what's on paper; it's how you think about it. Okay, it's that's what that's how money works. Now, if you see something, they say, well, say you want to teach your children about money, you want to teach your children how uh, to save and so on. The first thing you have to do is live that. Um, I recently had a conversation with somebody who goes on vacation a couple of times a year, and you know they broke it down. And you know this is something I used to do actually a long time ago, but they broke it down. They said, you know, I couldn't afford all these vacations, you know, and I'm not blowing my money spending it. What they're doing is they got their miles, they're getting their miles on their cards, they're, they're leveraging and this and that. But that's part of that money mind when you're leveraging, when you're not just putting money away into the bank. And I have nothing against banks. We need banks. My problem with banks, savings in a bank, is that the bank is giving you no interest, half of 1% on interest. And they are making a ton of money because they're taking your money and investing. Um, That's what they do. They're not lying about it. They're not misleading you. That's just what they do. So if you have the money idea, if you have a mindset, a financial mindset, the first thing, you, you can do it yourself. Anytime anyone, any, anyone tells you that they are going to invest your money for you, understand this. They are not doing it for free. There is nobody that's going to invest your money for you for free. They're going to charge you. They are making something off your money. Don't, don't ever lose track of that. Anybody who is doing for you, they're getting paid. They're not lying to you. They're not. You know, they're just, just understand, they're making money off your money. 
Um, and if they say if they guarantee you, like we talked about insurance a couple of weeks ago, uh, investing insurance, if they guarantee you a certain return, you can rest assured they built in where they're going to get more than that back. Nobody's going to get is going to target eight percent and give you six. Okay, they're going to target you know fifteen and give you six. Um, but anyway, so when you see these workshops, you know, and they're they're good. I'm not saying they're not. Some different messages. I'm not going to evaluate any of them. Um, but understand, with money, there are three things you do with money: you save it, you invest it, or you spend it. That's it. Your mentality will dictate how you do each of those things. Your mentality will dictate if you gear toward savings, toward investing, or toward spending. Those are just the three things you can do. So let's break into that. This week's show is more, again, this is more a cerebral show this week. It's not like, oh, here's an investment, here's how you do it. It's more about what is your mindset. Now, uh, one thing that everybody wants to invest, everybody wants to spend, and everybody wants to save. But think about what we were talking about a couple of months ago about building a budget, creating a personal budget. If you're creating a budget, you can write down any numbers you want on the paper. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. What really matters is your mindset when you start getting into what are the must-haves and the nice-to-haves. How do you break down those differences? You know, some people, a must-have is, and I'm not trying to pick on, on ladies here, but a must-have is, I have to go to the beauty salon every week or every two weeks. For men, a must-have might be, well, I got to get my, um, I got to go to the bar, you know, every Friday, uh, and buy a round, or I got to go play poker with the with the buddies, or whatever. I got to do something, or I have to get my season tickets for my favorite team. I'm not going to judge. Some people those are nice to have. Some people those are must-haves, and that's that's just how it works. Some people they gotta have it. Is how it is, okay? Um, so let's talk about saving. How much do you save? I can't tell you how much you save. And this goes through all the different things. What is your financial goal? So say if you're in a position where you, you want to teach your kids about money or you want to teach somebody about money. Saving. What is your goal for saving? Well, I want to have a rainy day. Is your, is your goal short-term? Is your goal long-term? Are you trying to save for retirement? How much time do you have for retirement? What kind of return do you want? Um, there are people out there, believe it or not, there are people out there that are on the ball as far as their savings accounts, their retirements, their uh, everything. They're putting a lot of money away. They're putting as much as they can. Um, maybe they're paranoid. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm just one of those people. I'm paranoid. You know, once you've been out of work for a while, you get really paranoid. So I'm putting in everything I can in, into my, my retirement, my 401K or my uh, my rainy day funds, things like that. Um, that's just me. That's not. That's just how my mind works. Some people, you know, have this idea. Well, I may not live to sixty-five, so I'd rather have the money and spend it now. Nothing wrong with that. Just acknowledge that's who you are. Just acknowledge that. Um, but if you're talking about saving, what is your mindset? What is it that your What is your goal? Is your goal short term? Is your goal long term? Do you have both a short and a long-term goal for saving. Okay, if you have a long-term goal, what is it? I personally, I would, I would encourage you if you don't have a long-term goal. I have a son in college right now, and, you know, his, you know our goals are, you know, just the next semester sometimes, getting make sure that, that the education is paid for for the next semester. 
But we're also thinking 30 years down the road. You know, how much, how much financing of this college do we want to do versus how much do we want to rely on scholarships and just out of our pockets? Because, you know, when you rely on loans, loans ain't free. You got to pay them back. So how much are you relying on those things versus how much are you relying on, you know, other sources of money? Um, but it goes into your, your, your mindset. There is no right or wrong answer. And I, and I apologize with this week's show. It's probably going to feel like it's all over the place. There's no right or wrong answer for a lot of these things. What I want you to do is think about where you are and what, it, what is it that is important to you. For some people, it is very important to have a new car every couple of years. That's very important for whatever reason, you know, uh, safety, security, whatever. But for some people, that is important. Nothing wrong with that. Um, for some people, it is important to um, go on vacation twice a year. Some people, it's important to eat out in a fancy, expensive restaurant uh, once or twice or three times a week, whatever. Whatever it is that is important to you, just, just own up to it. Now, where you get into trouble is if things are important to you that cost money, and you, because you do these things, you are not then able to put money away. I know somebody who knows somebody. A uh, person is in a situation where they had two jobs. They literally had two full-time jobs. This is interesting. And they went out and bought, uh, you know, they were working two jobs. They worked one, you know, they were working 18, 20 hours a day, but they had, they had two, two full-time jobs. And they went out and bought a, a, a you know, uh, a nice flashy car, you know, well, they're making all this money. You know, they went out and they said, I deserve it, you know, and they went out and bought, you know, a flashy, uh, expensive, I would say, uh, car. And, uh, earlier this year, they they changed one of their jobs, and as a result of that job changing, they couldn't work two jobs. So now they're working one job. Well, now they got a problem. They can't hit the they can't. They're having trouble paying their home expenses and that car note because even though they got a raise in the one job, it wasn't enough to make up for the two jobs they had. They live. They were living up to their means. People talk. You know, we call it keeping up with the Joneses. Sometimes there's no Joneses out there you're keeping up with. You're just spending up to what you have. You sat down and looked at a budget, and you said, oh, I'm clearing, you know, X dollars a month. Let me go buy something, you know. Oh, I got $1,000 a month. Let me go buy a new car. I deserve it. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, nothing wrong with any of this. But what happens sometimes is things change. Your lifestyle changes. Your employment status changes. Uh, all kinds of things. Maybe you and a spouse are working and one of you gets laid off. Any, any number of things can happen. And when that happens, all of a sudden that lifestyle that you've been living, um, and, again, I don't know how much this person is putting away for their retirement. Um, they're living for today. Nothing wrong with if you decide you want to live for today. That's fine. Don't cry tomorrow if you've spent all your time living for today. And just don't, you know, it, just like if you're living for tomorrow, if you're putting away money, don't complain about being broke because you're intentionally doing that because you've got another goal. Living for today. You want to live for today? Fine. Acknowledge that that's what you're doing. I'm living for today. I'm, I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor today. Just acknowledge it. That's what I'm doing. Okay? Um, so but this person ends up in this situation where now they can't afford the car and their homelessness. And if I can fault anything in this person, I, and I, I'm very hesitant to try to fault anybody, 
but I won't fault them. I'll say what they probably should have done, which they didn't, was when they looked at taking the new job and they realized they couldn't work their old job. They didn't put on paper, okay, here's what I'm breaking now. Here's what I'm going to make under the new job uh, by itself. Is that enough to pay my bills? Had they done that, they probably would have seen that they were actually taking a decrease in income because now they went from two jobs to one. They were taking a decrease, and because of that decrease, maybe they wouldn't be able to afford uh, their, their, their monthly bills. That's the kind of mindset, you know, you have to have. So, okay, how is this going to affect me financially? You know, um, so anyway, when you, when you talk about savings, when you talk about what you're putting away, what are you putting it away for? Uh, and are you putting away? Um, there are many people who say they can't afford to, to save, but they go on vacation every year or they, they you know, they go and do those things. The thing about saving, you don't have to save $1,000 at a time. You can save a dollar. You can save $5. Okay? You can save, you can start small and just save a little bit every day, week, month, or whatever. So it's not where you have to wait until you get a pile of money. You know, but right, well, I want to live. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said, you know, living is overrated, but that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Um, what I'm saying is that you have to make sacrifices in life. You can't, most of us cannot have it all. There are rich people out there like the lady that hit Powerball for $700 million, who I would love to marry if you're watching. Um, we're all not there. We, are, we don't have enough to do everything that we want. We just don't have uh, we, we all aren't independently wealthy to do everything that we want to do in life. So you have to make sacrifices. And those sacrifices will be based on mentally where you are and what you feel is important. That will dictate the sacrifices you make for yourself, for your family, for your future. Okay? That, that's just all there is to it. Um, so on a savings point, that's, that's where the mental part comes in. Um, where you are mentally will dictate a lot about wh- where you can save. Now, the next thing about that, the mental mind, there's three, again, remember I told you there were three things you do with money, saving, investing, and spending. Let's talk about investing. Um, how much do you want to invest? How much should you invest? I can't give you a right answer to that. It's, it's totally dictated by your needs, your goals, and your wants. Um, I'd say for me personally, and, and, and this is just what I did, when I first started working, I put my money in three buckets. One bucket went to taxes. I couldn't control that. One bucket went to my investment savings, and one bucket I lived on. So I lived well under my means. That was just me. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not saying anybody should do that. But that was what I chose to do because I wanted to do – I wanted to focus some things, the money. And you got hearing those, and it just – it's just – I'm sorry. Um, I wanted to focus on some other things. I'm not – bragging about that. I'm not saying that's the, the superior method. No, that was just what I did. Uh, so I took the stance of trying to invest everything that I could uh, from day one, okay, and just put as much as I could away. Um, and to 
for today, I lived, again, well under my means. I got the cheapest place I could get. I got, you know, I rode a hoopty. <laughs> oh, man, I had four hoopties. But, you know, back and forth to work. That, that, that's just, that was me. You know, call me cheap, call me whatever. But uh, it was funny. When I worked at first company I worked for, uh, they had this thing at, some, at one point where you could take your raise in a lump sum. So say if you were getting a raise this year and you were getting, you know, X percent, it equated to so many dollars, you could uh, take that raise and get it as a lump sum. So what would happen is say if your raise was $2,000. You could get a you know check for two thousand dollars now, and what would happen is that your your paycheck gross wouldn't change, so you would still just keep getting the same amount of money, but you got two thousand dollars in cash you know for right now if you want to spend it on something. Um, people did that. I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I never did it. I it didn't work for me. I don't want to I don't want to sit and sound like I'm on my high horse and anything. I, some things it just didn't work for what I was trying to do. Okay. Um, but, you know, how much should you invest? That's the decision that you have to make. Uh, how should you invest? What should you invest in? Uh, man, what is your goal? Is it a retirement, financial freedom? We've talked a lot of in different episodes of this podcast. We've talked about uh, investing, you know, how much money you want to invest, where you want to invest. Um, all up to you. All I will say is this. This is this not rocket science. It is truly, truly not rocket science. Um, Will you lose money on at times? Yeah, probably. Um, unless you're brilliant or extremely lucky, you will lose money on an investment from time to time. I lose money on some of my investments every day because the stock market is like this. Um, but you have to decide, you know, how much how much risk you're willing to take. And remember, risk is a risk is a four letter word, but Nobody can really quantify risk because risk depends on so many factors. What's risky to me may not be risky to you, and what's risky to you may not be risky to me. But it's the same thing. It all depends on your tolerance for risk. You have a high tolerance for risk, you will take more risky, um, undertake more risky investments. The downside is there's possibly a, like, a more of a likelihood, depending on how you use statistics, that you will lose money on a lot of those investments. However, if you make money on any of those investments, you're probably going to make a lot of money on those investments because they're risky, okay? Um, so when you're looking at investing, you know, it's up to you to, to think about where you are mentally, emotionally, what's important to you. If you say, you know what, I want to save for my retirement, then you're throwing as much money into your retirement account as possible. Now, that will impact your savings because you can't save if you can't take the $1 and split it two ways. You can't do that. Okay, so it goes back to that idea of what is more important to you. What is, you know, what, how important is is saving for the future uh, versus living for the now? I'm not saying either is right or wrong. I'm saying you have to decide which one is important to you. Okay, um, so you know, investments. There are risky investments, and there are there are, there are um, non-risky investments. Um, you know, we talked about junk bonds a couple of months ago. We've talked about, you know, the whole Bernie Madoff thing. We talked about how the stock market crashed and why it crashed 10 years ago uh, this year, uh, which is, ooh, we're coming up on that. But we talked about those things, and there's certain um, – there are different things that you can invest in, different tools, different, different products you can invest in. We talked about those a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm referring to these old shows. They're all on the YouTube channel. 
So feel free, if you look this up, to go back and you can see all the old shows. But we talked about a lot of these things, so I don't want to rehash it now. Okay, right now I just want to, you know, just talk about this topic. But, um, you know, how much do you invest in all that? You have to make that decision, what you invest in. All the thing I can suggest is I put as little money as possible in the bank because, yeah, it's safe. Yeah, you can get it quickly, um, but for that safety and and efficiency, you give up a ton of return, a ton of return. You know, when the banks are giving you a half of a quarter of 1%, that's a risk-free investment. That, that's basically, I mean, I'm sorry, that's a return-free investment. And they are, oh, sorry. Oh, excuse me. I had hot yoga this morning. Yeah. No, that hot yoga is killing me. But uh, those invest, you know, putting your money in a savings account, it's, it's, it's easily accessible, but what are you giving up for that uh, access? And I would say at a minimum you're giving up um, return. But, again, where are you at here? This will dictate how, you, how things go. Talk about investing. Here's a good one that everybody likes. Let's talk about spending. You want to teach your children about money. You have to have you have to embody what you're trying to teach them. Okay, number one, you you can't try to teach your children, and you're not doing it right. So, teach them about spending. How do you feel about spending? Do you keep track of what you spend? Do you have a budget? Uh, do you cater to your ego? See how these similar themes keep coming up? Uh, do you try to keep up with the mythological Joneses? You know, how do you feel about money? People have different perspectives on money based on a lot of factors, you know, how they were raised and so on. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to feel about money. It's just it is what it is, okay? That's just how, how money works. But spending money is fun. You know, people will say it to you in a minute. Spending money is a barrel of laughs. Just running out and whipping that card out and just, just buying, 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 buying. But what is your mentality on spending? What is your what is your thought? You know, and remember spending, investing, and savings all kind of go together. Those are that's the, the well name will try to make a pie. Something like that. But they're all pieces of the same pie. And the pie is your income, your total income. And you can shift the pieces, the the, the triangle within there. You shift it from one, you take it from another. Okay, but what is your mentality on spending? Um, goes back to that idea of keeping up the Joneses of uh, you know getting flashy cars and you know don't get me wrong, as I've said on this show many times, I want a BMW 750li. Anybody has an extra one out that they want to give me, I will be happy to take it. That's what I want. Um, I haven't gotten one yet, uh, but I will. You know, at some point in the future, it's going to wake up one morning and go. And I'm gonna look at some look at some of my accounts and go, it's time. And I'm gonna go down to the dealership with a briefcase full of money, like the mob. Bam, drop it on the table and tell them you got a half hour to get that one ready. Open the briefcase and be just stacks of hundreds. Yeah. Gangsta. No. But um you know, do you cater to that ego? You know, I mean I, I you know, we all got egos, you know, so I'm not trying to put myself above anybody. I know I want a seven fifty. I know it's got nothing to do with um, 
gas mileage or anything ridiculous. I just want a 750. And we get like that. You know, that's we cater to our ego. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I haven't gotten my 750 because, A, the sucker is $100,000, but, B, to get that, uh, how much am I going to have to spend a month? Am I ready to spend that much a month where I could be taking that same money and putting it somewhere else? I'm not ready to spend that much money on a car. I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, some people are. God bless them. Um, but it's that mental mindset. You know, I'm not saying if you are driving one or spending that kind of money or, you know, if you have a car note that's six or seven or $800, I'm saying nothing wrong with that. One thing, time, something wrong with that if you can't meet it, if you can't make your payments. Then, yeah, something's wrong with that. But other than that, nothing wrong with that. Okay? That is how you choose. But understand, you know, you can't teach your children or anybody. You can't try to teach them about being frugal and miserly if you're driving a 750, you know, new. And say, oh, I got this because, I, you know, I just felt like getting it. Well, that's not, you know, kids learn not what you say. They learn by watching. They learn what you do. Got a kid, I know that, trust me. You know, you can tell them all day, but if you're doing something different, if you tell them say no to drugs, but you're down in the basement getting toe up every night, and they know it, they ain't going to work. You know, they're gonna, it's going to go in one ear and out the other, everything you tell them. That's just how it is. Um, so if you want to teach your children about money, you got to develop the right money mindset. You got to you got to live what you envision, what you want to tell them to do. You have to live that life, and that might mean changing your mindset. That definitely means changing your mindset on what is important to you, on how you like to spend, save, or invest. You have to change and get in sync, get in line with what you're trying to tell your children, because kids know they know when you're blowing smoke. Okay, they know when you're saying, telling them, say no to drugs and alcohol and this and that. But every Friday night, you are tore out the frame. Okay, they know. Kids know that, you know. So, um, and it works for you better if you live, if you switch and live that type of lifestyle where you're saving more, you're investing more, and you're spending less because you just realize you don't need some of the things you're spending money on. It helps you out as well. It helps you a great deal. Sorry, my back is hurting. It helps you a great deal because hopefully you'll have better peace of mind, you know, today, but also you'll have more saved for tomorrow. Okay? That's, that's, um, that's how that works. Okay? Um, so anyway, to wrap it up, and I'm, you know, again, Facebook, for everybody else, I apologize. This isn't live. I was having trouble with my Internet stream, so I'm just filming it, and I'm going to post it. So I didn't get any questions this week. But um, to wrap it up, it's again, when I look at these different workshops for different groups of people, and I always wonder, you know, at the end of the day, their message has pretty much got to be the same. If you invest 4%, you invest at 4% uh, return on a bond, no matter who you are, you're going to get the same amount back. So it's less a, a situation where, um, if a woman invests versus a man invests, but it's more a situation, okay, let's create a financial foundation as a person. Let's create financial, what are our financial aspirations? And our financial aspiration may not, may be just I want to, when I get 60, I'm not going to worry about having my money. I want to drive my flashy rides and have my nice clothes and, you know, go on expensive vacations. I want to do that now. I want to do it while I'm young. I don't want to wait till I'm old and start doing those things. Okay, 
that's, that's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. Acknowledge that that's your lifestyle. Acknowledge that there will, there will possibly be consequences down the road for that lifestyle. Just like if you choose not to spend your money today and save it, there are consequences for that if you choose, if that's what you choose. Okay, if you choose to, to spend it, then that means today you will be foregoing a lot of those, you know, flashy cars, the flashy clothes, the vacations on a regular basis. Just acknowledge it. Okay, my priorities are these things. My priorities are not this over here. Once you acknowledge that, then, you know, your mindset will follow. Whichever mindset it is, your actions will follow them because you put yourself in the right situation. I guess my, my, my um, message for this week's show, the message is uh, figure out who you are. Figure out who you are mentally, your, mental, your money mentality. Figure out what it is. It's not hard. Just look at what's important to you. What are your financial priorities? Okay. You, are, do you want to put 22-inch rims on a 22-year-old car and drive around? Boom, 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 boom. If that's what you want to do, okay, then acknowledge that's what you want to do, but understand the ramifications of that. Everything in life has, has ramifications. So with that, talk for half hour. Everybody, thank you so much. Hopefully next week I'll have this, uh, this Internet issue worked out and we'll be able to do a live show. With that, I'm going to end. I appreciate, as always, I appreciate your feedback, your thoughts, your prayers, your love. I appreciate it. Okay, um, so with that, I'm going to end this. Everybody, have a blessed week. Have a great uh, – we won't be back for this show for two weeks, so it will be after uh, Labor Day, is it? So everybody have a very safe and enjoyable Memorial Day if you choose to go out and party and celebrate. Other than that, we will see you next week on the Bunny Slippers of Evil Job Seeker Show. Take care, folks, and have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.